0: All right, everyone, welcome back to another edition of Real Review, where we review all the lace and grace and suckiest movies. I, 24 hours ago, saw one of my most anticipated movies of the year, probably the most anticipated movie I had of the year. Uh, I only really wanted to see two movies really bad this year, Incredibles 2, which was a bit of a letdown for me personally, and Mission Impossible Fallout. Now, I saw that fucking trailer when the Super Bowl uh, had that little teaser in the trailer the next day. That had me fucking sold on this. I am like, this is going to be awesome. And I'm here to tell you guys, if you think that trailer is awesome, the movie, the two and a half hour action-packed movie is even more awesome. Sometimes trailers can set you up for a disappointment, but this one did not. I I I am just gonna cover out gate. This, this thing is fucking awesome. It's it's so good. Uh I'm gonna do non-spoilers for a bit here, and then we'll go into spoilers because believe me, I'm conscientious of that. Uh so we're gonna do non-spoilers for now. I'm not gonna spoil anything, and if I do, I will edit it out, so don't worry. But like I said, this movie is fucking awesome. The action is awesome top-notch the acting is great the music is great and top-notch the cinematography is top-notch tom cruise is he's at his peak here like i don't know how he can get any he's at, hes like 56 i think and he is still acting his ass off doing crazier and crazier stunts the, the guy i know he, he's fucking crazy with his scientology but he's fucking awesome on screen I mean this guy puts it all in. He really gives a shit about movies. He really gives a shit about the art. And I I always appreciate that. But oh God, there's so much to love in this movie. So much to love. Like I said, everybody's great. Yo, Tom Cruise is great. Al Baldwin's great. He's got some, you know, more to do this time around. Uh, Simon Pegg's great, as always, being a great comic relief and a fun character. Rebecca Ferguson's back from Rogue Nation, and she's great again. Uh, the women in general in this movie are fantastic. Uh, I forget the name. She's one of, She played one of the, I think, the sister of the queen in The Crown. She plays, like, this, this widow in this movie who's, like, this sort of morally ambiguous character that um, sort of helps and not helps... Um, some people out. Wow, I'm going to leave it very vague. She does some stuff. She's great. Very, very, very good. Um, and you've already seen the trailer, so this is not a spoiler. But, yes, Tom Cruise is – <laughs> Tom Cruise, Ethan Hawke. They literally are the same people. I mean, Tom Cruise is fucking Ethan Hawke in real life. Uh, Ethan Hawke's wife is in this movie, and she gets more to do, and she's great in it. Um Ving Rhames is great, uh, as usual. He, everybody gets a little bit more to do, I feel like, in this movie. Like, the side characters are very important, and that's important on a thematic level, which I'll talk about, and in a story level. Um, so that's definitely just, just well done. Uh, the cinematography is breathtaking. Like, this is the first mission possible. Uh, other than, I'd say, Gross Pro, Ghost Pro Protocol, that's actually Really pretty in many shots. Like, Rogue Nation is, a you know, it's pretty, you know, in some shots. But this film has a, a lot of shots that are really pretty. Especially at the end with the helicopter chase. Oh, my God. It's fucking great. Ah, oh God. But, I, I mean, everything is just top-notch. This is a quality, two-and-a-half hours, action-packed, thrilling experience. There's not a minute, not a second of boredom everything's important everything matters uh and of course I've been holding back but the action the action is so good oh my god there's so much action so much great action amazing top-notch a plus action that this you gotta understand this movie has like five. You know, major action set pieces that most movies could only barely do one of them. This does like five of them. It's unbelievable this was made. I mean, really, I, I only Tom Cruise could do it, I, I have to say. And um, uh, McCrory, the director, who's devoted to as much as Cruise is. And the rest of the cast and production crew, of course. But those two, you got to have them. I mean other directors can do really well like Brad Burke Ghost Pro Call, you know, really set the standard. But this film is the gold standard of action movies. You know, Mission Impossible Fa is the gold standard for any action movie, past, present, or future. I I mean it really is. It's so good. Insanely good. I've I've I haven't been wowed by an action movie in a long time. I mean, this is probably one of the best and one of my favorite action movies of all time, if not the... I mean, I am I waited 24 hours to do this review because I was super hyped before and after seeing it. I wanted to get some time to decompress and think about it a bit before I give a review uh, and let us set in. And I think I. the more I think about the... Uh, amazingly, the more I like it. I mean, this is already a 9.7, 9.5 out of 10 for me. It's that fucking good. Oh, God. Uh, I can't talk much about a lot of the plot, obviously, because of spoilers, but. Um, oh, yeah. That's uh, Sean Harris is back as uh, Solomon Lane with his very creepy voice. And what's interesting is like this movie, yo, know, you would think it's a sequel because it has these characters from uh, Rogue Nation carrying over, and it kind of is a sequel, but. It still stands on its own, and that's what I love about. It. I love when sequels do that, like Blade Runner twenty forty nine is a great example of a sequel that stands on its own but still connects to previous film. That's pretty much what this does. But I can I can see in some instances where audiences that didn't see Rogue Nation are a bit confused because they kind of imply stuff. Um, and the one thing I do like about the dialogue in this film not only is there you know great funny moments and there's great serious moments, but they they balance that so well. Where it's not like some of these Marvel movies that insert jokes all the time that ruin serious moments. Like, this movie is probably the most serious mission possible. Uh, it's, it's pretty damn serious. And there's some dark moments that, like, I was like, whoa, they went there. And there is an F-bomb drop uh, by Henry Cavill. Who, how could I forget to mention Henry Cavill? He's a badass in this. Oh, my God. The dude is Awesome. His acting's great. His character's great. He does his own stunts in this, which aren't, you know, at Tom Cruise level, but he's still awesome. He's still menacing and big. He's more menacing and powerful feeling as uh, his character in uh, Fallout than he is Superman. That's how fucking good he is in this. That's how good he is, but on a little Henry Cavill tangent there, but the, like I said, the dialogue in past Mission Possible films has only had a little bit of a problem where they're giving a lot of exposition and technical talk really quickly, and you get a little confused. That happened a bit in Rogue Nation, just a little bit, but in Ghost Protocol, I definitely noticed it. This one, I maybe I was paying attention more, but like I understood everything that was going on. It was perfectly clear. I was just having a, you know, just a blast with it. Oh, it's oh, I love this movie. <laughs> I really love it. You guys, see, I know I'm very late on this review. I waited a while. Surprisingly, I was able to wait this long. I don't know how I could. I was really hyped for this, but I have self control. <laughs> I knew I had to see this in the theater. This is a movie you do not want to miss in a theater. It's fucking amazing in the theater. Hearing that Mission Impossible theme blast with Tom Cruise riding on a fucking motorcycle against Paris traffic is just awesome. I, I've just like there's some moments in this movie where I, I many moments where I just got giddy I was just laughing and smiling with just pure joy that happened during that trailer like in the trailer like where Henry Cavill's in the bathroom with Tom Cruise and and he 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 does that thing with his arms but he goes hey like you know like, I don't know if he's cocking his elbows or something but he just goes whoop, whoop, with his fist and it's like so badass yeah, that was the moment where I, I think that was the moment where I went, "This is gonna be awesome." But then you see him like fucking elbow punching and punching those guys, and they throw him for the fucking mirror. Like, oh my god, like that scene's brutal. I'm gonna go down the action set pieces in a second because there's so many to break down. I wanna, I don't want to get into them too much in the non-spoiler section, but I'll just tell you how awesome they are because I just can't. You have to know how awesome they are. But see this in a theater, please. For the sake of movies, I mean, there's so many movies that you don't need to see in a theater, but this is one of those where the experience adds to it tremendously with the sound, the big screen. You're gonna have so much fun with this movie. It's just so wonderful. The world is a better place with this movie. <laughs> it, it, it was. If you haven't been following it, um, because I'm getting to the action now, um, really. There's been some behind-the-scenes footage. There's been uh, a lot of good marketing behind this. You know, we're Mission Impossible series has now become about the spectacle, the action, what crazy shit is Tom Cruise going to do next. I mean, that started with the Burj Khalifa scene in Ghost call, And it just, you know, then Tom Cruise is hanging off a fucking airplane in Rogue Nation and diving underwater and holding his breath for, like, five minutes or whatever it was. Uh, but this one, it, it just goes... Way above that, like it just goes so much further. It's amazing. Like this movie makes all other action movies look like babies, like children, like nothing, like just so um, weak and um, try and find good word for it. But uh, they just look like n- so insignificant. This is just the king, the gold standard right here. This is how you do. Like there was, like I said, there were so many moments in the action where I, I was just smiling at so many moments. Uh, it was great. But anyway, let me break down just vaguely some of these action scenes so you get an idea. Um, there's the halo jump um, that y'all saw hyped in the trailer. The bathroom scene. Uh, there's a few fights in between. There's that Paris chase that's in the trailers. There's that foot chase where Tom Cruise broke his ankle. And then there's of course the helicopter chase at the end. And those are your, basically your action pieces right there. And they're all great. Uh, I'm actually not gonna break into them here because I'm want i gonna go talk to them in the spoiler section because I'm inevitably gonna spoil it, so I won't. Um, but all I'll say is they're all great. The editing's great. The continuity is great. The music. Oh my God, can I talk about the fucking music in this? Uh, Lauren Balf, who I became familiar with through his work on Assassin's Creed 3, I really fell in love with the guy. I was like because I when I listened to that Assassin's Creed music, I was like, this fits it so perfectly. Cause it's it's yo, know, you're an assassin in this colonial America. And he gets the the feel of it perfectly. The feel the Indian sort of music when you're in the wilderness is great. The colonial music when you're in the town's great. And then he yo. Know, he adds so much like meat to it and so much bass and so much punch and so much you know um uh, brass it just it feels great like it feels cinematic and the music in this it feels a little Hans Zimmery it really does it feels a little Dark Knighty especially in that um uh that Paris section you get that sort of Dark Knight sound you you'll know what I'm talking about when you hear it but it all works wonderful. And there's, of course, the familiar Mission Impossible theme from the TV series. The bum, 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 that we all know and love. And then there's that sort of alternative-like theme that you've heard before. But what I love about Lauren Balf is that he took those themes, and you can tell he had fun mixing these and remixing them, because they all sound great, punchy-fitting. They come in at the right time. They use it enough, which I like. like. I hate when movies have these awesome themes that they never use, but he uses it as much as he you know, feels appropriate. And every time it came on, I smiled, because it was just, oh, it just feels awesome. It, I, I, I don't use the word awesome very often, but that's just the only way I can describe it. And and this is the best version I've heard of the Mission Impossible theme. Like right when you get to that cut to the credits, where it's like, you hear those bongos, it's like, boom, 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 and it like kicks right into it. It just—it's the problem I've had with past themes in this series is they've been kind of wimpy or whimsical or like soft, but this has always been such a bump, a bump, a bump, 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 a bump sort of theme that's got this punch, this cadence. You know, you think of Tom Cruise running and getting shot at, like you—it feels like it should be this epic song, but they always do it too whimsically and too like light, light. That's the best word to describe past versions of theme—very light. The original version of the theme is always going to be a classic, but I'm talking about the movies here. But this is the theme I've always wanted—the version I've always wanted. Where it's heavy, bassy, punchy, dynamic, brassy, and just—it really is epic sounding. And the, there's the version, the titles, which is great. And then the one at the end—they add this chorus is oh, "Oh, oh, oh," and that sounds epic. Oh, is it good? When that when that came when the credits came out, I was just smiling and laughing because it's just so good. But his music throughout great and you notice it. I've noticed this with past mission possible films, just movies in general. I don't notice music anymore. That's just how you know background rambly or you know, just la- lacking creativity is I just don't notice the music in these films anymore because it sucks. This one, you notice the music. When you hear it come in, you're like Holy shit, that sounds so good. This is awesome. Yo, and there's moments where there is no music and it's appropriate to have silence. Like in that bathroom scene, there's actually no music and hardly any dialogue. And it's great. Oh, God, I've already, I've been gushing about this for so much. Like It's, last thing I'm going to say in non-spoilers before I get into spoilers is go see this movie. I, I think it's out of theaters by now. I apologize for being so late. But see this movie. I just, just do it, just do it. You're not gonna get the same experience at home. I mean, you, you're still gonna get, you're still gonna have an awesome time. But in the theater, oh my god, this is a movie that's built for the theater, and I love that because I do not want theaters to die. Theaters give you such an amazing movie experience. It's what movies are meant to be shown on. It's what you're meant to feel. You're meant to feel all these emotions and all that punch that the theater experience brings that you can never get. In a home uh, setup, unless you're rich and have your own theater, but in that case, it's a fucking theater. But the sound and the big screen just—it's it's great because you know what—that's around saying. Hear the bullets whizzing, and then there, there's this one part. I, uh, th- th- this is not a spoiler for you know for you worry about it. not no spoiler. There's this one part where there's this motorcycle going down this like ah uh, like this like a uh, um. It's got like columns on the side. It's like kind of like a tunnel. Yeah, it's like a tunnel of columns, and it slowly starts speeding up. It's like vroom, vroom, vroom. you hear like verb, you know, reverberating. It sounded so good. I was like, I was one of those moments where I got giddy. You're gonna hear me say that a lot, but when I say I got giddy, I mean I smiled and laughed because it's just a pure joy. Uh, and I'm the type of person that surprisingly, I'll. I didn't like the Mission Impossible movies for the longest time. I thought they were stupid, a slap in the face of the smart TV show, uh, you know, where this series came from. I thought Tom Cruise was a total nut and an idiot. But then I saw Rogue Nation, and I've never had a complete 180 on a film series before. I was like, this is... Because I thought the earlier ones were way too preposterous. Like that scene the first one with the helicopters in the fucking tunnel chasing the train just so preposterous and silly that you suspend all levels of you know belief and there's just no stakes. In this movie, there's fucking stakes and you feel it. Uh, that was the case with Rogue Nation. That's when I started to feel and I went and watched Ghost Pro Call again. There's some preposterous moments in that, but it's set the, it's such a well done movie. And it sets the Mission Possible franchise like on a more realistic track and a more thrilling and more uh, spectacle oriented track that I forgive it to an extent. It, it, it makes it below Rogue Nation, but Faw, I think, is my number one now. It's I think it's my favorite. I think it's the best. It's I just love it. I've it's the best experience I've had with a Mission Possible movie. Uh because Rogue Nation has some preposterous moments, but like, when that car flips, it just keeps flipping and flipping so cartoonishly. But other than that, like, you know, the only nit Like, in this movie, in Fallout, I only have minor nitpicks. And that would be, there's a few preposterous moments that took me out of it a second. And it's really just, there's this one moment at the end. that I was like, oh, come on. And I understand why they did it. I'll explain that in the spoiler section. But it was like, oh, you know, guys, you were... We're almost on the movie, and like you avoided all that. But the point is, like this movie, you got to remember, like they did most of this stuff for real. And I, I kind of got off on a tangent when I started mentioning this, but the behind the scenes marketing showed Tom Cruise doing all these crazy stunts for this and showing how it was all done for real. There was no CGI, no green screen, except, you know, a little bit. And I'll explain that in the spoiler section, but it doesn't um, uh, inhibit on the stunts at all. Uh, but it's just it's Tom Cruise is actually doing this shit. He's actually jumping out of a fucking plane at twenty-five thousand feet. He did it a hundred times to get this uh Halo jump take, which was awesome. And um he's doing he's he learned how to fly a helicopter for this film. He learned how to fly a goddamn helicopter. It took him months to do that. And he does this like maneuver. Uh, this sort of like corkscrew type maneuver. It's supposed to be a very dangerous one that he did. And then he, when he was doing the chase scene in London on the rooftops, when well, he does this jump, he broke his ankle when he does this jump because he's jumping from one building to the next, and he jumps to the building, and he's supposed to hit it and pull himself up. And when he hits, he breaks his ankle. But this is Tom Cruise, guys. He doesn't stop and go, let's take another take, or I need some medical help. We'll film this later. The producer in his mind kicks in saying, "Well, we got we got to do this to save money and time." So he climbs the fuck up and he keeps on fucking moving and completes the scene. What a badass. Um it, it, you know, just all the you know, all the chasing in uh, the Paris scene with the car and the motorcycles great. The bathroom scene's brutal which is great with Henry Cavill and Tom uh, Cruise doing great action work. And the uh, Asian guy, I forget his name, but uh, he was great. Uh, so, yeah, what I, what I want to bring up, though, with the fact that it's realistic is there's many people that bitch about CGI, but CGI is great when it's done well. It's bad when it's done bad. But in this movie, in action movies, when you know that it's done for real, you can feel it. And even if you don't know that, you can still feel it there's a different feeling like when they're in that helicopter and the camera's on the outside you can see the reflections in the mountains in that glass if this was like a fake CGI movie they might forget to do that because I, I that was a detail I noticed I'm like oh I don't remember seeing that on helicopters in movies I know it sounds silly but like it was something I noticed but you see the sun the way it hits and reflects like it just feels real because it is and that gives it so much more stakes that was a problem with those earlier mission Possible's 1 2 and 3 just had no stakes for me this one has stakes, it has realism, it has grit. Oh, God, I could ramble forever on this. It's just so awesome. Go out and see it. It's You're going to love it. I don't know how you can even dislike this movie a little bit. It's just awesome. I I love it. It's so much fun. I'm going to be watching this like a million times. I can already see it, but buy it on Blu-ray and watch it a million times. It's, oh, it's so good. Okay, so with that... We're gonna move on to spoilers now. So spoiler warning, spoiler learning, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Spoilers now. You've been warmed, uh, completely. So if you get spoiled, that's your fault. I'm sorry, darling. Uh, <laughs> I'm remembering Edna now from the Crevels too. But uh okay, so let's get into spoilers. With the plot. The plot basically is it's a fun story, I have to say, where uh they have these three balls of um, uh, plutonium, you know, to make nukes. And the guy from Rogue Nation, you know, the creepy uh, guy, Salmon Lane, he and a bunch of like these other like group of rogue uh, operatives basically want to, you know, create mass suffering through uh, nuclear bombs in order to save the world. They think great suffering brings great peace, and it's an interesting perspective for a bad guy to have because um, you've heard this like you know it's kind of like a meme now like you know uh, hard times bring great men we you know peace times bring weak men um, and hard times bring you know strong men I something like that I, I'm butchering it but basically hard times bring strong men uh, easy peaceful times bring weak men. And they think that in order to get rid of all the corruption and in order to solve all the world's problems we need to create great suffering and bring great peace. Okay, I can I buy that. That's a motivation that seems legitimate. I could see it happening. It's much more interesting than the oh, we're going to destroy the world because I'm evil. It's no, we're doing this for peace. And what's interesting about this movie is I know this is a trope and this has been done before, but you see it at a different level here, which is there's so many factions that are at play here. You know, you have the US, the CIA, you have the uh um, impossible Mission Force. You have, like, almost like a deep state within the CIA, which is what kind of Henry Cavill is, that's fucking things up with false intelligence and creating problems. You have the MI6 with Rebecca Ferguson. You have uh, Solomon Lane with his, you know, his syndicate's not very in this movie, but, you know, the, uh, uh, the Apostles, or whatever they're called, which are basically like a Syndicate 2.0. Um... They're, you know, the sort of the third party here, but it's not really good guys versus bad guys. It's, you know, good guys that are getting corrupted by some bad guys and a third party, which is the bad guys, and some other good guys are kind of fucking with the good guys that want to stop the bad guys. It's complicated, but that's what's interesting about because it shows that there's a lot of different interests at play. It's not oh we're doing this for the greater good, but that's what the Impossible Mission Force is doing. They are actually the only good guys in this, and that's why you root for them. And that's what's the the best part about this movie is it deals with a very simple and basic um, moral quandary of you know what makes us good is that you know we value life no matter how few it is. You know we'll save our friends from the bad guys, but the bad guys won't give a shit. You know, and, you know, that's why the bad guys tend to win is because they don't care about, you know, losing a friend. If they lose somebody, they move on and escape and fight another day, whereas the good guy will fight to save their friend, to save, uh, you know, one life, um, you know, but also still save millions, which is a good point this movie makes. It doesn't go, you know, I'll save one life over millions. It's No, we're doing both. Like, fuck it. I'm Tom Cruise, goddammit. I'm going to save all the lives. So... I like how they did that, but that plot gets kicked off at the beginning, as you all have hopefully seen because you're in the spoiler section, which is that Ving Rhames um, you know, is caught by the bad guys when they're trying to get the uh, plutonium, and Tom Cruise um, basically saves his friend and loses the plutonium. And you know the whole mission is him trying to get back, basically, and to make up for his fuck-up. But the whole time he's dealing with these moral quandaries of saving one innocent life or a friend's life or in that one scene with the cop so that, you know, does he save the life and f- hopefully still, you know, get the mission accomplished or does he, you know, just accomplish the mission it doesn't matter if we lose a life we have to you know it's it's the job it's the mission and so you see that play and he's always dealing with it he's conflicted about and that's what keeps you interested like you know he's a good guy but you can see him hesitating and that creates tension this movie is literally just action scene tension action scene tension 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 action scene and it's great it's really great how they do that but uh you know i've I, i really like how they did the story um, the only problem I have with the story, it is a nitpick, is that there's there's a scene where, where, where Alec Baldwin and all the Impossible Mission Force and Henry Cavill are all in that catacombs and there's like 10 double crosses there. There's 10 twists and turns. And that's a little, uh, it's just a little too ridiculous, a little too preposterous. And that's basically my one nitpick of this movie is that it's a little preposterous in some areas just too much that you lose a little believability. But for the most part, it's fine. I I can ignore those nitpicks because the awesomeness just overwhelms it so much. But um, other than that, Alec Baldwin, I want to mention that. I've never been a big Alec Baldwin fan, but he did great in this movie, and he has a meaningful t- scene in this. Like, what, there's like that joke he makes like when uh, he tricks Henry Cavill uh, with... Um, the uh, with the uh, impossible mission force and he goes now I know why you guys like this you know <laughs> that was a good joke and uh, and then his scene at the end where he basically saves Tom Cruise and dies like that redeemed his character for all the shit he gave um Ethan Hunt it really redeems himself it shows that he does have good in him and it was a good death scene and he acts it pretty well like I I was I, I was surprised he actually kills somebody off. Again, that's why I love about this movie. It has stakes, and it like, th- shit goes down. Like, you're dealing with fucking nuclear weapons here. you know. And it's it's great. I, I'm glad they actually killed somebody off. I'm glad they had the guts to do it. But at the same time, now I'm like, oh, my God, Alec Baldwin was awesome this. Now we're not going to get him anymore. We're not going to get more awesome Alec Baldwin. So, yeah, that's what you get for it. But I'm glad they made that risky decision. It was good because they were originally actually going to kill Jeremy Renner in the beginning, but Renner said no. No, thanks. That was a good decision. But uh, so that was awesome. The cast is all great, like I've already said. And Rebecca Ferguson was great, even though she was pregnant the whole time, apparently. Um, and so, yeah, I'm going back in the story, like I said, the thematics of this, of morality and saving those you love and saving your friends, but also completing the mission and doing what that is all great because there is a few moments where you think Tom Cruise is going to do something bad and he doesn't. Um it's, it's really great. Like that scene with the police officer was really tense cuz you really don't know what's going to happen. And it almost, it felt kind of dark and when Henry Cavill drops that F bomb, you know, that was that was a little unnecessary though. Um especially for a PG-13 movie. It was the first F bomb in the Mission Impossible series. And the other dark scene was um where they show you know what would what could happen with that plan uh to get Solomon Lane that was a little it was a little dark but I'm glad they did it like that's the thing this movie nails the tone it's fun when it want it when it you know should be it's serious when it should be and it gets a little dark when it should be because so there's stakes and the other dark moment actually because it's actually one of the, it's in the bathroom scene about touching that when I get to it Um, cause literally, I'm just gonna talk about the action now, cause it's so awesome. I've already talked about so much other awesome shit, and now I'm just getting to the action, which is like the centerpiece of this. So, that halo jump, that's your first major, uh, set piece here. You have that little fight at the beginning, uh, you know, uh, before the credits, the halo jump. Oh my god, I was, the thing that shocked me was when I realized this was all in one fucking shot. I was like, oh my God, I was blown away. Because, I'm like, they, they must have edited somewhere. They must have done a sneak cut, but I don't know where. I don't know. They had to have done it in one shot. Is that why they took you know seven takes to do it? But it pays off, man. Because it's like, how are they doing this? Like, my mouth was open. During that scene, I was like, in shock, like, how is this happening? This is amazing. He actually jumps out of this fucking plane, and he's acting. That's what's killer about all these action scenes. It's not like, oh, I'm Tom Cruise, I'm doing action. No, he's acting in it. It's awesome. That Halo jump scene, I think it impressed me, but I think the more I watch it, the more I'm going to get impressed with it. Because it's it's an accomplishment. It's never been done on film. And it's great. Um, I actually thought there was gonna be like a fight while he was doing it. So maybe that's why I wasn't as extremely impressed. I was still impressed, but it was so cool because he's doing all this. He's still doing shit while he's falling. He's not just falling. Like he's trying to save Henry Cavill because he blacks out. He's trying to get his shoot on and gets his auction there. Like, oh, it was good. And then that's when they get into you know after that's the bathroom scene. And it's brutal. Oh my god! You like it's longer than I expected, and it's m- even more awesome than I expected. Like they're just they're fucking all going at it and arm punching and you know fucking f- getting at each other right in the face. And when that when the guy punches Henry Cavill in the neck and he goes ooh, and his eyes get all big, like it feels so real and brutal. And Henry Cavill's this big guy, and he like he, he ends it by fucking taking the laptop that makes the mask and just smashes him. You know that was a good character moment because that's that's how his character would act. Just like he's the hammer, as the uh, uh, the CIA director said. Whereas Tom Cruise is a scalpel. And that scene's great. Love that scene. One one of the best, most brutal like fist to fist, you know, fight scenes I've ever seen. It's awesome. And then at the end, it does a big twist. It's not really a twist-twist. You know, it's one of those, ah, surprise, uh, this character comes in where Rebecca Ferguson shoots the uh, Asian guy they're fighting in the head. Um, But, like, at first I, like, I was like, oh, I think I kind of guessed it was her, I think. And when she does shoot him, I kind of assume he got shot, like, in the chest. But they were smart by not showing him getting shot or where he got shot. Also, because it probably put this in the R rating. Um, but it's so that they can land that joke where, uh, he's on the ground and they're all looking at him. The camera's, you know, on the ground pointing up at them and then they, they go, well, you we need a mask. And he, and Tom Cruise says, um, they say something like, well, you we need to make a mask of his face. And Tom Cruise goes, well, that we could do that if we had a face. <laughs> and I realized, oh, we got shot in the face. And it, that was great. Like that sort of dark, but almost playful humor was, was awesome. Uh, but, so, yeah, that scene was great. I mean, that's what I like about all these action scenes, that they're a little bit longer than I expected, and they're all awesome. Uh, and then there's that fight with the widow chick, which is pretty cool, because it's a good contrast. I, McQuarrie mentioned this in some interviews, where he said, you know, they're getting, you know, uh, Tom Cruise and Cavill getting their asses handed them, kind of, by, uh, in the bathroom scene, and they kind of just make it, but in the next scene, it's a contrast that where they're kicking ass, and they're beating all these guys, uh, to show these guys have weaknesses, they're flawed, they're not superhuman, I mean, Tom Cruise is kind of superhuman, (laughs) he's awesome, but, you know, (laughs) like anyone, he's got flaws. So, you get to see that, you get to see the weakness, and you get to see how Cruise can beat Cavill, like, there's a chance there, which is great. And then after that, like, then there's that part where, we're not, you know, it's a pair of stuff. And that's just, that's, oh, man. That might be my favorite part. Because I, I'm a sucker for car chases and motorcycle chases and foot chases. I mean, that's in London, but it's, like, right after this. But what's great about that sequence is it does surprise you a bit. Like, because you kind of know what's going to happen. You know Tom Cruise is going to shoot all these cops. You know that. There's still a little thought, like, oh, maybe he's... No, he's not going to do it now. You know he's not going to do, no. you know do it. But what he does do is still pretty cool. And then there's that shot which is in the trailer when the van of Solomon Lane gets uh, knocked into the river uh, by Tom Cruise. And you see the water just fucking, it's, it's like level, but it's like upside down almost and it just goes on. Like that was a cool-ass shot. I, it's hard to describe it, but you'll know when I see it when you see it. uh So that was great. And, you know, it, that's already a cool action scene. And you know, most movies would stop there. But this fucking movie just keeps going. They get into a getaway. You know, after that tense moment with the cop, um, you know, where the cop catches them getting into the getaway car. And Cruz tries to talk her out of it. And then one of the bad guys shoots him. And Cruz was out his gun and boom, 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 shoots them all. It was awesome. Um, you know, it was one of those, like, yay moments. You know, where, yay, you did a good thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, but then they get in the car, and they're chased by the cops. It's, and then Rebecca Ferguson comes. You know that's her on the bike. You know, because if you've seen Rogue Nation, you'd know. Uh, and then she's going after him, too. And Cruz tells him, get out of the car, and they're fucking going. And he's all alone in the car with Solomon Lane, and you're shooting at him. Oh, it's so good. The, the, the car chase is great. And the one in Rogue Nation may be better, but this one's still really good and feels a bit more real. But then when he hits her and uh he has to get from, why does he have to get out? Oh yeah, he gets out of there, he puts uh Solomon Lane in the boat, and somehow he winds up on a motorcycle. I forget already how he winds up on that motorcycle. But th- but it goes from fucking, you know, uh extraction of Solomon Lane, which is very dark nighty in a good way, and then car chase right to motorcycle chase. And that motorcycle chase is Tom Cruise doing a foul helmet for real going against paris traffic you know he's going against the traffic you know and he's fucking driving uh that motorcycle pretty fast like it was impressive and he's got the cops on him, and you know he's in that one spot where like you know, he's got no way to go the cops are all and he finds that one way out like it's oh it's great oh then that, that's when he gets on the boat I'm trying, i don't know how he got on that motorcycle oh he got on the motorcycle when he was escaping with um uh, Henry Cavill—that's what it was. I remember now. Um, but yeah, that was awesome. Um, I think uh after that, there's just like a little gap there, and then you get to the London foot chase. Uh, because you know they they're trying to track Cavill, but it really just goes. All right, here's some awesome action. Here's a bit more awesome action. Oh wait wait wait. We have one more. Just, just hold on. We got some more awesome action. Okay. Now you can take a break. Now we can give you some just just some tension. You know, it's a break. You know, and that foot chase is pretty cool where he's, you know, he's not even really chasing him, Cavill, Cabo, because Cavill's far away the whole time. But, you know, just him chasing him to try and track him and get closer before he gets away is it's great. It's intense. It's fast paced. The music's awesome. And then, of course, there's a scene where he breaks his ankle which was awesome. The jokes were awesome and funny in it. Like when Simon Pegg's on the uh, tablet and Cruz is like, do I go left or right? Left! Are you, are you sure? I, I, uh, uh, oh, sorry, I had the screen uh, lock on, go right. Yeah, that was funny. And then later he adds a second time where he goes, I'm sorry, I had it in 2D mode, I've had 3D. Like, that was just funny little jokes like that are great. I love it. And... Uh, And then after that, you have your third act in Kashmir where he meets up with his wife, which was an interesting twist I didn't see coming. Even though she's in the trailer, I kind of didn't recognize her. I'm not going to lie. She's not really in these much. But this, I think in Mission Possible 3 she has more to do, I've heard. But in this one, she has a significant role and it's great. Um, you see that she has this husband now. She's mar- an actually like another husband. You know, she's technically it, Tom Cruise's wife. But I think they had like separate for her safety and they explain that in the film. But, uh, you know, she. I like how she got involved and she, you know, said, hey, I'm going to help you defuse this bomb with Ving Rhames. That was great. Meanwhile, Simon Pegg and Rebecca Ferguson are teaming up like that. And then Tom Cruise's eyes, of course, being fucking Tom Cruise. You know, it... It was just great seeing all the you know everybody on the team working you know for this and you know everybody that you know was related in some way was working at this. That was just great. Uh, so I just like seeing her you know getting involved and doing what her you know sort of husband does. Uh, I I just like it. I I really just like it. It just it just felt so natural. I mean, that's really the thing about me It has a very natural progression, natural flow. The characters act natural, It just flows so well. But let's talk about that helicopter chase now. Fuck, that was awesome. It went on longer than I was expecting. And it was gripping. Again, a lot of these chases, I was giddy and laughing. And I had my mouth open a few times during that Paris chase. But this was the moment when Tom Cruise... You know, he's like, they're like, how are you going to get the the the, tr- the switch? You know, because Henry Cavill has this trigger that you have to get on his uh, walkie-talkie to defuse the bombs. like, how are you going to do it? He's like, I'll figure it out. I'll get on the helicopter. How are you going to do that? And he starts fucking running, and he grabs the rope, and, and then there's just this shot of him climbing and holding to the rope. And that was the moment. When I saw him dangling on that rope. That was the moment I just... Smiled and laughed and said, "This is, this is just, I, I'm speechless. This is awesome. Like I, I know I said this is awesome a lot, but that was that moment where I really felt it. And then there's that shot where it's like a close-up in the pan, you know, zooms out, and you get this massive wide shot, a beautiful shot in the clouds with him dangling from that rope on the helicopter, which he's doing for real. And then there's the part where he's of uh, Fall, free falls and hits the cargo that the ropes holding and climbs back up. And then when he's in the goddamn helicopter, and I me I me thought oh he's gonna drop that thing and it's gonna hit the helicopter. I figured that part out. I was like oh he's gonna drop it and that's gonna hit Henry Cavill and somehow he's gonna crash or something. No, that's not what happens. He misses. I love this. You know even though they're an elite, amazing uh fighting force, the Impossible Mission Force. They still fuck up. Every now and then they fuck up. I mean, it's not to a point where it's like they're stupid. It's just it happens. And also because when he drops it, the pilot's going to see it and move out of the way, which was smart with this movie. It's like they would see that shit because they have windows like right above them. Like they'd see that shit coming. You know, so I like it that it's smart and it's very human and very real. And that was a good example of that. But. Oh, God, that helicopter chase was awesome. And when Henry Cavill opens up the chest, I knew what he was going to do because it's in the trailer. And he takes out that big gun and goes, boom. I was like, oh, this is great. Oh, so satisfying. And seeing Tom Cruise just with that helicopter and doing the corkscrew thing was all wonderful. And and what also surprised me was in that scene, he doesn't know how to fly a helicopter as his character. So he's, like, figuring it out while he's doing it and, and cursing and, like, ah. Yo, know, how do I do this? You know, and again, he's doing these awesome action things while acting and acting his ass off and acting his ass off well. It's it's, it's just so good. I mean, though, again, those moments are great, and you know, uh, and and I I also just love seeing uh, the beautiful cinematography in that. Like, it really showed there. Like, those shots where Henry Cavill would be, like, in the lower third and the camera's, like, attached to his helicopter. So you're seeing him sitting in the helicopter. Then in the background, you see Tom Cruise catching up. That shit's awesome. It's a simple, beautiful shot. It's so well shot. You know what's going on. You know where they're going. Like, do you understand what's happening? It's great. But while that's happening, not only is Ving Rhames and Tom Cruise's wife defusing the bomb, but Benji and... Um, Elsa are trying to find the other bomb, which Solomon Lane uh, has with them. And so you you know Benji's a computer nerd, so he doesn't fight. He has, like, basic training. You see him having a little bit of a chance with Solomon, and then he beats his ass, and he pulls puts him on that rope and tries to hang him, which I don't know how he got that fucking rope up on the ceiling. Like, they don't show that, which, again, was one of those things that was, like, a little, you know, like, okay, how'd that happen? But... But I don't care. Again, the nitpicks I don't I can ignore because what happens after that is so awesome with the tension where, you know, Simon Pegg is starting to choke, but uh, Rebecca Ferguson kicks the box over and he puts his legs on it, uh, his feet on it, so that he stops choking, but then uh, it gets kicked out of him and, you know, she's still trying to fight Simon Lane. You know, after, you know, she was tied up that time, keep in mind, she breaks out. Uh, so... Ah, that was just great seeing those two, like, sort of, you know, those foil characters of this sort of nerdy, wimpy guy and this kick-ass, you know, MI6 girl uh, trying to save each other and help each other, trying to beat this one guy, but also in time to defuse this bomb. Like, it's great. You know, while wow, Ethan Hunt's doing his crazy shit with the helicopter. So that was, that was awesome. I mean, that final sequence is great. Uh, but the problem, this is literally the biggest problem I have with the film was, which, which is why I, the helicopter scene really doesn't, isn't the top scene for me is because at the end, when those helicopters, when Tom Cruise's helicopter crashes into Henry Cavill's and he's sitting on the edge of the cliff there, I was like, okay, yeah, that's, you know, movie thing. But then Henry Cavill starts helicopter starts rolling towards his and I'm like, it's actually going to hit him. Wait, they're actually going to go off that goddamn cliff, and they do. And I was like, okay, this is a bit ridiculous, but okay, I can, you know. And they kind of, you know, I understand how they survive, and they fall in that chasm and get stuck. Like, okay. A little ridiculous, but, you know, I can deal with it. The part I couldn't deal with was when Henry Cavill's helicopter is rolling off the edge, and this fucking rope with this hook on the end catches on a rock and is holding the helicopter from falling completely. I understand why they did that so they could have that cool stuff at the end with the tension uh, between Cruz and Cavill fighting and falling down on that, where he falls down on that helicopter and uh he has that death scene where Cruz um basically like, brings uh, kicks that hook up so it flings back and hits Cavill in the face and rips him down. I mean, that was a good death scene. It was pretty brutal, but it's just so preposterous that helicopter uh, cable just hooks happens to hook on that rock and stay hooked long enough. It That was just, that was, I literally said, come on, when I saw that. But, again, I can ignore it because the rest of the movie is so awesome. But, oh, God, that's what makes, that really just is the only thing that makes a 9.7. It really is the only thing. And a little t- over twisty and turny parts, but... Other than that, like, you know, and then the movie ends there, and I was just, when that Mission Impossible theme came on for the closing credits, I was smiling and giggling with just pure joy. I mean, I love action. I love deep, you know, philosophical, thinky, thematic, you know, deep character movies. Like, those are the things that are, like, you know, the, the sort of artsy movies, I was like, yeah, this is the quality movie, you know. But at the same time, I still love me some great action, and that's what this is. It's quality action. I love me some quality action. I love my art, you know, artsy thinker pieces. But this shit's awesome. It's it's just it's what movies are about. Like, like that's what like at that that moment where Tom Cruise is hanging from the rope. I, I was just like I I was like. This is what movies are about. This is why we go to movies, damn it, you know? Like, that's why. And also, like, right after that, when, yeah, when he's dangling from the rope and he free falls, and you don't know what happens to him, but the next shot where you see he's okay is, uh, you know, the fucking uh rope comes up, you know, the past the camera going straight up, and you just see Tom Cruise dangling from that cargo. I was like, Yes! Yes, that was because the music comes in too, and I'm just like, this is why we go to movies. This is why, that shit is just fun. It's 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 just fun, pure spectacle, pure joy. It's just pure fan, like love of fantasy right there of the fantastical elements. of This movie, but oh god, it's great. Like again, those two. There's like I said there's many moments where I was giddy happy and smiling and going like this is awesome. But really, it's in that final sequence where he's dangling from the rope and when he he he's holding onto the cargo and comes past past the camera where I went this is why Tom Cruise is awesome. This is why movies are awesome. This is why we go to movies. I mean, it's great. Oh, God, I just love this movie. I You've been hearing me rant and rave. Out of love, I should say. Like, it's just, a, it's just raving. It's not oh, Fuck, why did I say it's ranting? I, I mean, I can't rant about this movie. Like, it's just, oh, it's so great. I'm running out of words to describe it, but all I'm going to say is you have to see this movie. Everybody loves action. If you're a big fan of action, you have to see this movie because it's everything you're ever going to want in an action movie ever. Like, it literally has everything. That's why I love it. You have two and a half hours just packed with it. It it doesn't like this movie really doesn't. It's not that it feels long. It just feels like you have a you have so much meat on the bone. You have such a complete package here. It's so satisfying that you, you really feel like you get your money's worth. I mean, it's it's so great. And I'm gonna give a shout out to the uh, Cinemasin Cincast because um, they made a great analogy for the stunt work and the action in this movie. Uh, Barrett on the Sincast said that it's it this movie is like a magic trick. And it's a magic trick where you know how it works, it's explained to you, but it's still awesome. And maybe even more awesome, and you can in, still enjoy it with the explanation. And what he meant by that was that with all the behind-scenes stuff showing that the action was real and that Tom Cruise did all his own stunts he did all his crazy shit. But when you still watch the film, it's still awesome, you love it, and you might actually love it even more because you know he did this shit. Oh, God. All right, that was just a perfect analogy for this movie. It really is just a its a awesome magic trick that you know how it works, and yet you love it. You love, love, love it. I've seen, like, very little negative stuff about this movie, and I really had to nitpick to find negatives, and I can ignore those negatives that tell... That's how overwhelmingly awesome everything else is. But final thoughts: everything's awesome. Just a few preposterous moments of unbelievability, but that's really it. I w- I encourage everybody to go out and see this movie. See if anyone. I I the one nice thing about seeing a movie on its last you know week is that nobody was in the theater and. For a while, I was sitting there thinking that, like, shit, nobody's actually coming to see there. But there were actually two uh, older couple that came in and sat in front of me, and a father and his son came in and sat behind me. they both behaved very well, which I love, which, you know, which means basically I didn't know some. So, uh, I didn't, you know, get distracted and I had a good experience. A really great experience, I might add. Uh, so that was enjoyable, and, I uh, you know, it's... It's just one of those movies they have seen in theaters. I know it's too late for that now, but if they reach screen in somewhere, you gotta see it. Cause it's just it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Or maybe twice if they show it twice. But you know, it's one of those movies that I would probably go back to see a second time, and I'd never say that about movies. The only movies I'd really go back for a second time would be Incredibles One. I want to specify that. Uh uh The Dark Knight, Blade Runner 2049, and this movie, Mission Impossible Fallout. It's just been an all-around love fest. I I, I don't know how they're going to top it with the next one. I don't know if they can top it, but they might. I don't know f- how they're going to fucking do it. But if they do, I, I will be blown away even more all over again. As Tom Cruise is still getting older, and he's kicking more ass, he's doing more crazy stunts, and being even more of a badass. I mean, you got to give him props for that. You know, ignore the crazy Scientology shit for just a second to realize the guy is a badass on screen. He's the best action star of all time. I mean, Just for this movie alone, I mean, it's amazing. And he's done already six of these now. And they're probably going to do a seventh one. I, I, I can't wait. I can't wait. I don't know how they're going to top it, but I'm going to enjoy this one as long as I can before that next one. But anyways, this has been a... Real review, go out and see Mission Impossible Fallout and see the rest of them, too. Like, Ghost Protocol and Rogue Nation are fantastic. So, I, again, I just have to say one last time. This movie is fucking awesome and you should appreciate it and love it. You gotta see it. Mission Impossible Fallout is fucking awesome.